0: Listening to the New Century Multiverse Panther Soul. Chapter Twenty Five You Are Lost. Colo Nash. It is
1: tonight. Is it tonight? I can barely comprehend what just took place. Beatrix and I deliberately slow our run on my instruction to get a sustained pace going and some distance between us and Iberius. Because my heart is pounding so hard that if we sprinted, it might explode. And if we walked, I might just drop dead of sheer fright.
2: Who the fuck was that?
1: Beatrix pants. I stop and sniff the air. Far away there are lit torches, searching lions, gunshots. But mercifully, she is not pursuing. I got the keystone back. I say, pulling it from my bag. Beatrix's face locks up as she glares at me. Look, we need to start trusting one another right now. I open her paw manually and place the cicerone within it. I meant what I said back there at the tower. Yours is the best plan. Now let's just go do it. I pause as she does not move. Please tell me you remember a thing or two about how to work this from what the cub showed you. Your paws are smaller than mine and you haven't spent years pounding faces with them.
2: Answer
1: my question.
2: Who was the big blue tiger you were fighting with? and who, in the name of all buggering creation, was the giant gray leopard monster.
1: To her credit, she could be forgiven for screaming it. All right, I'm going to tell you, but we need to keep going and you need to find out which direction. She glances down at the Cicerone and examines the plates carefully in the moonlight. I
2: could swear I saw a waterfall formed on here when we were back in the desert.
1: Yes, find it. whisper. She starts working the sliding mechanisms with difficulty having to use her delicate littlest paw pad to gingerly manipulate the plates without scratching them.
2: I'll find it. You need to tell me who that was back there because they have Leah.
3: Star dancer. it is tonight. Mother, myself, and the cub take shelter in the branches of the ideal trees for concealment. Not so high that they take us out of sight of the understory, not so removed from the others that we can be spotted up here, and one beset with so many leaves and obscuring branches that if we remain very still, they shall not see us from the ground. A party of hunting lions pass beneath us. They are combing the jungle night. Even despite their unfamiliarity with this terrain, and our place of momentary safety, the song of elation from meeting Firebrand has passed, and a cold fear grips me. I think of Senet and Fowler, the last moment I saw them, disappearing under waves of golden-furred, black-coated bodies, smothered, Shot, choked, clawed and bitten. Even Fuller's immense strength cannot save him as their bayonets slide into his gut and neck. But what haunts me the most is the expression on Senet's face as she looks directly at me. They are pulling her down, drowning her. And to begin with I see glowering utter hatred, crossing the wide gap between us as we flee to safety without her but it was the moment after that as the pain rakes through her that she is robbed of that hatred and fury and all I can see is the frightened panic of a cub crying her last I thank the perfection that the magenta lynx was buried in the folds of Mog's cloak at this point that sight was for my eyes alone
2: I remember
3: says my mother when when this land land was 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 younger And you lynxes, lynxes were in league with the, the Samarian Great tigers. tigers. Leah nods, her mind on other things. Mog moves a paw across, and draws the cub's chin upward to look upon her face. At her shoulder, the pet reptor narrows its eyes and glares at Mog. You, you are, are thinking, thinking of the of panther, panther aren't, aren't you? She says, placidly. Leah nods. Why would he, Why would he do, do such a such thing? A thing? Mother asks, genuine concern decorating her tone. Leaving Leaving you to to die die like that. that. Ask Ask yourself, and then tell me the first answer that that comes to you.
4: I wouldn't go with him. He ran ran
3: away away from you.
4: you. He was scared. Dig Dig deeper. Come on, I know know you're you're so much cleverer
3: than that that basic basic assumption.
4: Hey didn't really care about me. Oh, I'm I'm sure sure he he did. did.
3: Morg counters.
4: I I remember him as part part of our our family family from from a long long while
3: ago when you would have been been as tiny tiny as my my paw. She holds this up. It is massive. Firebrand Firebrand cares about about many things. things. He He
4: has has a a big heart. heart. Who's Firebrand? That That
2: is his his true true name.
4: Oh, And And I would would guess guess that he did care
2: about you. Quite quite a bit. Certainly more than the rest of the world would.
1: He simply cares more
2: about getting himself a shiny treasure.
4: He just wants money. I learned that too late.
2: Yes, that is very insightful. Money
3: can have a dreadful effect on the weak-minded. But you know who does
2: care
4: about you? You do? Both, Both of, of us, us do.
2: Stardancer Dancer and I. <sighs> we,
3: we just lost
2: two beloved members of our, our family to those hateful, 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 hateful,
3: hateful horrid
4: lions. They aren't all hateful. I got to know one or two who were really quite nice. And then the Commodore killed one of them. How, How did, did that, that make, make you, you feel? feel? Like I had something precious and important which was growing and and then it was taken we, we feel the, the same. same our, our friends, friends were, were torn away
0: away
3: and destroyed and,
0: destroyed. and, and we, we are, are hurting,
3: hurting just like, like you <sighs> so if, if you'd, you'd like, like to stay with, stay with us for a while, for a while you, you are, are most welcome, welcome. And if it it turns turns out you enjoy this friendly little little group group of of ours, you you can can help help it grow. grow. The cub's shoulders slump and Mog folds her huge arms round this tiny body. I have an overwhelming urge to pull her away and embrace her myself. Mother notices the slight change in my posture and passes the cub to me. I find I am turning her away Shielding her from the full blast of those eyes, that voice, that touch. The cub shakes against me and whispers.
4: Did you know him too? It looked like he did. I
3: did, I, did. I assure her. I loved, I loved him. him. I love him, him still. <sighs> Leah wraps her little paws around me as I rock gently. I think of passionate, tormented Senate of poor, helpful, generous fuller of slender, sweet, clever, vulnerable noon. All of a sudden, the idea of having to bury this one, of pleading with the perfection to carry her to the pure lands, seems beyond abhorrent. This is too much for her. Behind us, the shadow watches. The raptor won't take his eyes off her. I hide my thoughts and intent. And too late I realize the very act of this presents her with suspicion. Like Like I I was was saying, Mog purrs. The
0: The Lynxes were the the trusted trusted guardians of
3: the the great great tiger tiger legacy. legacy. I turn us back around, stroke the cub's face and act with as much rapt attention as I can muster. They were the The very
1: very
2: cleverest
3: cleverest of cats. cats.
2: Back then, then, they would work work with the the
3: great great tigers tigers in in a symbiotic symbiotic relationship as the the micro-engineers of their antiquarian antiquarian technologies.
4: Do you know what
3: what symbiosis symbiosis is, Clever clever One?
4: When you live together? More More than that.
0: that. It's
3: It's when when you give give one one another your your strengths. This This is why you could read the Cicerone.
2: Cicerone. It It was was designed designed for pause
3: and a mind like yours. It is, in effect, your your birthright.
4: birthright. I figured that out for myself. Of course you did. You've You've a keen intelligence,
2: and and you're a fast learner, learner.
3: and And the the Great Tigers responded so well to that. that. So, what say you delve delve into your mind, and see if you can recall where it told told you to go? go. And we we can receive
4: their their gift. I know where,
3: Leah replies, bending sideways to peer down for any signs of lions, before looking back at Mog in a way she probably imagines will assert her tiny dominance.
4: My grandpa told me the route through the jungle to Cerebelon. Do you think Carlo, uh, I mean Fireball, is headed there now? Oh, almost, oh, almost certainly. certainly, you'd, you'd like, like to, to see, see
3: him again, again too, like, like us. us. Leah pauses and thinks before nodding determinedly. The Reptor hisses in her ear and she cocks her head, keeping her eyes from directly focusing on Mother.
4: What are you going to do with the Cloudbreaker when you get it?
3: She asks. I will will wield wield it it (coughs) and wipe these lions from this land. land. And
1: And if Firebrand was going to give it to Albion in exchange for for money.
3: money... Don't Don't you think we had better get there there first, so so that he can't can't do do something so foolish? foolish? Leah shifts uncomfortably.
4: But Beatrix wanted to keep it away from the lions. Maybe he'll listen to her. Who Who is Beatrix? Beatrix? She's a a lioness.
2: A a lioness. lioness.
4: And a pirate. A A pirate. pirate? And a former slaver.
3: Mother leaves the silence just long enough. I I think think you know know what what I'm I'm going going to say,
4: say, don't don't you? you? We've got to hurry. Come on, follow me.
2: Beatrix. Col and I have run through the jungle for half a night and most of a day now, keeping our direction and trying our level best not to leave tracks. I can feel the weight of the Cicerone in my breast pocket. I let him lead and focus on curving myself around low-hanging branches rather than pushing through them and snapping off markers to follow. His tales of how he first encountered the court of Mog are the stuff of the deepest, most inescapable nightmares. There are moments as he sits there in the shadows, forlorn and regretful, as he tells me of his loves and his betrayals, that he resembles a wounded catten, still adolescent and hurting so badly my frosty anger begins to melt, then he is quiet and lost in thought as I finally manage to form the waterfall image with the tiny plates. This in turn makes the little pink ray of light emerge a short way, like a wavering long candle flame pointing its way very clearly northeast and along this route
1: We have to get the kid back. I cannot bear the thought of her being fed the same shit I was. What that... will do to her.
2: He swallows whatever descriptor he has for Mog. To him, there is simply no word strong enough. Only a feeling. She's got to be our secondary concern. I say, as we get up and start moving again. For two reasons. One, the Cloudbreaker is the axis Rama turns upon. The lives of any of us are just dead leaves in the face of it. But two, I drew Leah long to come with us. And she pulled away. Throwing her lot in with Mog was her choice.
1: She didn't know what she was getting into. We need to get her alone and talk to her about it. Mother fucks with your head when you're nearby.
2: You still call her mother? I said Mark. We spend the night in a dry cave facing north avoiding one another's gaze. We cannot light a fire as the smoke will be seen and scented from afar. So, we sit in the moonbeams.
1: This is it. You got me on your crusade. We're just going to keep on at this until one of us drops, before or after we find the Cloudbreaker. And then what?
2: Then we keep going. Until the other
1: one of us drops. I suppose it doesn't matter if I declare that I finally agree with you now. I really do want to stop those fuckers getting to it. I really will keep at this.
2: All the way? All the way. His tattoos flare as he says this. I sigh and groan and stretch and bunch up inside standing to pace the cavern. I believe you. I'm Ma. Do you have any food? Without a word, he disappears, returning soon after with a freshly caught and killed tapir. We tear into the thing and guzzle down its meat, raw and blood temperature. When we are done, I clean myself up as best I can, and he disposes of the remains. There is still something gnawing at me. I glance at him, gritting my teeth, clamping my jaws as I clench and unclench my paws. Carlo, I murmur. Then I follow up with a much more assertive command, suddenly very sure of my intentions. I want to mate. He studies me.
1: It's a response to all this threat.
2: He mutters back. I don't actually care about the rational reasoning I report, and I'm really not that interested in, in debating it, I I want to mate right now because I'm numb and I need to feel something. I struggle for the right word. Strongly. That isn't anchor. He blinks and shifts in place. As I stand before him and shoulder my coat off, tossing aside my hat. I'm not sure if I can express this accurately, Nash. And if you're not inclined or can't, I'll find some other way to feel something. But it's probably going to involve me flinging myself against the wall of this cave and... He stands and holds me. Not roughly. At least, not his first. But in a way that bids me a merciful reprieve from having to put all of this into speech. He wraps those strong arms around me and I feel myself start to shake as I let go. I have been fearing this for so long, afraid I shall collapse and be unable to move forward again, with the lives and futures of so many riding upon my crusade, as he aptly calls it. I just, I just haven't allowed this opportunity to melt into another being, and take a moment for myself. I... I miss him so much. I find I am sobbing. There are too many things I should have told him. All I wanted to. The shaking takes over and I cannot continue. I howl softly and hold the panther so tightly. I can feel his heart against mine as we pull the shirts off one another the warmth of his fire licking against me.
1: I miss him too.
2: He murmurs.
1: I'm sorry Beatrix. You write about why he was killed. I cannot ever forgive myself for that.
2: Shut up. I order him, taking his face in my paws as I gaze into those vulnerable golden eyes before pressing our mouths together. That night we throw ourselves against one another, time and again, dashing our sorrows and frustrations away amid growls and thrusts. I get what I was looking for. A great peal of release rockets through me. As I sob into my forepaws and grind back against him, I feel my mate shudder and clench my body to his. Gasping in relief. Later, after the pair of us have spent our last drop, we lie quietly together for hours, dozing on and off as the cool blue dawn approaches. I experience his embrace still around me and sigh. This is what it feels like. This is what it feels like to be with someone who knows the person you are, examines your deepest regrets along with that, and yet accepts you nonetheless. In the absence of forgiveness, I will take that. And gladly. I think back to that moment we met in my father's house. The cockiness and swagger I saw in him. Of course, I wanted to jump his bones on the spot. He was handsome as the days long clever, charming, roguish, bold, yet considerate, and had that special, rare quality of actually listening to you, seeing the kind of person that you are. It was this that frightened me. I had no intention of being told what I was. In cruel, plain words, and were still knowing it to be the truth. His clarity put me ill at ease. Now we huddle, and I feel his sorrow. I taste his shame, but also his resolve. And that unexpectedly gives me strength this is why I do not regret our time together my fur tingles as he strokes his strong pads across it soothingly brushing me I find that for the first time and as long as I can remember I am hurrying. All right. He concludes finally as blue turns to reddish gold.
1: Let's go see if this thing really exists.
0: You have been listening to episode 25 of Panther Soul. You are lost. Written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Beatrix performed by Loretta Saylor. Morgue performed by Maya Suris. Stardancer performed by Theo Lee. Leah performed by Willow Shaw. Colo Nash performed by Alex Shaw. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panther Soul theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Witch by the Sea, composed and performed by Darren Curtis. Jungle Ruins, Yokai Forest, Summoning, The Feywild, Shelter from the Storm, and Meltwater Loch, all ambience from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon. And our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you too: Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolf, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salgueiro, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheeley. Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, John Clawson, Joe Gluck, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas hario Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green Toby Skeels Jungius Tom Painter Trey Contreras and Valencia Burns For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skeels Jungius talk us through each story like a book club, and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panther Soul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the New Century e-books and audiobooks.